scariest moment of my life. I was in an abusive relationship before I met my husband and I tried to leave a few times. He was verbally abusive. He was an alcoholic and an addict and um, he put his hands on me and the next, like that night I left him and it was scary. I didn't have anywhere to go. Um, you know, my I'm not from Vancouver and I was in Vancouver at the time. And I thought, shit, like I have no money because I was in such a depressed state that I couldn't make money. And I was trapped in this cycle. And when that happened, I realized I needed to change shit. And so I called all the people who were talking about maybe working with me, convinced them all to hire me and to give me a deposit, went around and collected checks, went and got an apartment. And from that moment on, my business hit new levels of success. Fearless and Successful Podcast is hosted by Coach D. That is me. <laughs> Designed for change makers just like you. As a coach, activator of human potential, and freedom architect, I have one mission with this podcast. To inspire you to dream big, plan for success, and impact the world. I love all things mindset, money, and manifestation. So I will be sharing my favorite tips and tricks to help you activate your infinite potential by taking aligned and inspired action. You can also expect fearless stories from leaders around the world who designed life and business on their own terms. If we can do it, so can you. If you're ready, my fearless friend, let's get this party started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're tuning in. My fearless friends, <laughs> this Hello. is going to be an epic one. <laughs> this is going to be about resilience, grit, perseverance, toughness, mental toughness, you guys, and all good stuff that life has to offer. Welcome, Blair Kaplan Venables <laughs> from Canada. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Hello from Canada. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so happy to jam with you on this. And I want to have a big talk. Blair, my friend, is a founder of I'm Resilient Project, and we're going to go straight into it. Yeah. How did you founded this project? Why did it happen? And where are you now with this project? Okay. One, thank you so much for having me. Two, holy shit. I can't believe I get to share my message with you and your community. My what goodness. an honor. <laughs> what an honor. So at the, let me, it, it kind of goes back to like my childhood. Um, I am the daughter of a man who lives with addiction. Um, I was a daddy's girl. And then when I was young, he developed this addiction and he was in and out of my life and he shattered my heart. I think probably around age eight. And I've been on this journey ever since. And in my twenties, I was given the gift to forgive him. I went to the landmark forum because my employer took, like, sent me there. And I thought it was just, Oh yeah, free trip to Vancouver. I'm going to go like to see my friend, but I went to this per personal development forum landmark and it gave me the tools to allow me to forgive my dad. And we began this beautiful journey of learning who we 
you know, learning who we are, learning about him, his addiction, and a lot of things started to make sense. And we got to do a lot of really great things. Like he walked me down the aisle at my wedding. He's come to visit me many times. We live in different parts of Canada. But at the end of 2018, we learned that he was terminally ill. And I felt really robbed because he was being taken away from me again. And we just started. We just started. And I started sharing my story of resilience and addiction and forgiveness and our journey with friends and family. And every time I would share the story, I would get feedback like, your story was so powerful. I went and got a therapist. I want to fix things with my mom. Wow, your story is so inspirational. I want to fix things with my dad. So I flew across the country to forgive him because he's also terminally ill. And so I thought, you know what? There's something powerful here. And I said, dad, like, what if we write a book? What if we collect stories of resilience and we bookend it with my story and your story and we create this community and create this tool for people so that they can have help going through their challenges? We'll lay it out where people, you know, share what their challenge was, their story and how they were resilient and words of advice for someone going through something similar. My dad said, yeah, let's do it. And so at the beginning of 2019, I created the I Am Resilient Project. Naturally, because I'm a social media marketing expert and mentor, I was like, well, we obviously need a website to collect the stories and social media. And we need to start collecting stories. And that's how it all started. And where we are today, my dad is still with us. He is currently at the time of recording in palliative care in a hospital. He is at the end of his journey. Um, since starting this project, I've suffered a lot of loss. I lost my grandfather. I almost lost my husband. He had a heart attack and quadruple bypass surgery. I had a miscarriage. We lost my father-in-law to a short battle with cancer. And we lost my mother to a very short battle with cancer. And it's been very interesting because this whole time I've been collecting these stories in hopes to publish a book. And every time I got momentum with it, someone would die. So, you know, I really do believe words have meaning and words are powerful. And I've really put into the universe, you know, that I am resilient and the universe has tested me. But we're coming, you know, coming to a place where the book is about to be published. In fact, by the time you listen to this, it might even be out. And we have stories that are coming in online and we have a podcast coming out called Radical Resilience. And we are this community where people can share these stories of resilience. And that is who we are. Oh my God. I'm so honored to call you a friend. You're amazing. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's been such a, such a beautiful journey to, to follow you online and to be in this space and just to witness how you, I think like, what what we don't realize that resilience is it's not just a test it's just a we learn how to bounce we learn how to I would say again like dance through life life is not all about unicorns and and you know all this magical stuff show me where the unicorns are I have <laughs> 
right? It is magical. It is magical. Life is magic and a miracle in itself. But it's also these stuff we, and I don't think that, I think that whoever you believe, God, creator, infinite intelligence, whatever you believe, you know, I think that it's just like, you will always get the challenge that you can actually follow through and go through. Um, the God or the creator will not give you something that you are not meant to survive, right? And I think that you're such a, yeah, your Blair should stand in a dictionary um, alongside the word resilience. Can we just have that, please? <laughs> like replace the word resilient with Blair, like, oh man, I had to be so Blair today. <laughs> I'm Blair today. <laughs> That's funny. You know what? Okay. So when you first started talking there, you talked to, you said the word bounce and it's funny because I used to define resilient as the ability to bounce back. Mm -hmm. But then I was starting this, like after my mother passed away, I went, I'm, I'm in the middle of a, in the middle at the beginning, I'm at the beginning of a spiritual awakening. I'm on this journey. That's going to last the rest of my life. Yes. And I was with some of my healing guides and they, they asked me like, what is resilience? And I said, it's the ability to bounce back. And one of them asked me, like bounce back to what? Oh. oh, bounce back to what? And I pondered it and pondered it and I redefined resilience and what resilience means to me and that I've defined it for my community. And it means everything, it can mean anything to anyone. But the way I see resilience is resilience is the ability to bounce forward. Because once you go through that shit, you're never the same. Mm. You're moving forward in life. You're moving through and forward. So resilience is the ability to bounce forward from a difficult time. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and this is the, the, and what came up to me, right? The download. Uh, it's like the same when the, like fail forward, fail fast, fail forward, bounce forward. Everything is forward moving. Let's just have forward moving, please. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Yeah. And when you say that, I picture myself like walking through the forest and tripping on a root, like a tree root on the trail and like falling forward. Yeah. <laughs> it's just what I keep visualizing. <laughs> Go on your butt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good. Oh. Um, so these stories, like you're collecting stories from different people. That's just so inspiring. I just want to give you a big hug for that. I think for me, it came like, okay, so it's not just about you. You created this movement of you know these powerful stories people get to share with you what a blessing thank I you yeah it's it's been really interesting because the stories come in and we were we i believe we as in the community my sister works on it with me alana she's a social worker and we believe that every story deserves to get told. Yeah. N you know, no one's traumas or challenges should be compared to anyone else's. Like a challenge is a challenge. And the stories that we've had coming in are all different levels of difficult mm -hmm. in many different ways. And so while going through all this challenge in my, my life, reading these stories coming in and putting them online because I, you know, they come in and we put them online. Um, it's been really inspirational to see some of the stuff that people have, you know, shared the, the stories and the challenges that people have overcome. And 
really the like high level lesson is that we all have shit. Yeah. We all go through stuff. We all go through it and it's not easy, but you will get through it. Yeah. Like you will there's, and everyone's like, Blair, how do you do it? How do you get through it? Like, I, like after my mom died, my friends are like, like, how are you not like in a hospital, like, you know, if you ended up in jail, like, you know, I'm sober. I'm, I just hit three years sober, no alcohol. Congrats. You know, my friends are like, how are you still sober? Mm-hmm. Well, cause I'm, I'm making a choice yeah. and I'm choosing to get through it. And like, what are my other options? Like face plant on the floor and not move. Right. Like, I have to get through it. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Radical resilience. And like, that's our podcast. So at the beginning of the pandemic, we started doing interviews and I called the series Radical Resilience and we were doing interviews and just posting them on, um, you know, online. And I, I know the power of these stories. And so we're shifting and launching a podcast called Radical Resilience. That's what you choose to, to, to embody. I love that because you could choose to, to dwell on the pain and, you know, just, and probably the time. And I think the grief, like, it is everyone experienced grief differently but it's also yeah I saw you like really allowing yourself to be in whatever you need to be in the shit state but also like you know what I also choose to see what comes through that and only way to go out from the shit is to go through right um and you chose that and you I I remember one point when you show up for one of the calls in our mentorship program and you were just like glowing I was just like, fuck, like she just lost her mom. Like it wasn't maybe two, three months ago. And I was like, but she, she has her shit together because she chose to do that. She's honoring the memory of her mom in such a beautiful way. And that was like so powerful for me. I, I still have this, this feeling in, yeah, wow. Um, my question is like, you know, what people, people don't, kind of they are ashamed or maybe they don't, maybe they are afraid to share these stories. Um, So first question is, how can we encourage people? Because we know that the healing process also starts by you acknowledging and just digging deep and and going through the story, maybe like journaling or whatever that is. How would you encourage people to to start just getting to, getting getting real with the story, Um, whether that's finding help or whatever that is. And the second, how can they get involved with uh, I'm Resilient Project? Great questions. So I believe we all have this invisible fiber that runs through us called the resilience muscle. And from the moment we are born, we are actively strengthening the resilience muscle. Because when the times get tough, we need to activate it. We need to use it. But there are things you can do to prepare yourself for when the times get tough on how to navigate a difficult time. Mm. Um, There are five different ways that I like to focus on, but I'll just bring up two of them right now. One of them is practicing gratitude. When you practice gratitude, so if you practice gratitude, same time every day, you list three things you're grateful for from the past 24 hours it starts to change the neural pathways in your brain. So you see the world in a more positive way. I learned this over five years ago, maybe six years ago now. I don't know. Time has no essence in pandemic. Like I don't even know like where I am right now. And um, I said, I I, I watched a Ted video from Sean Acor. I was like, 
that seems easy. Mm-hmm. So I pulled out my phone, turned on my, turned on my gratitude alarm. So I set an alarm for 9 PM. It called it the gratitude alarm. And it has been going off every day since. And me and whoever I'm with list what we're grateful for. I sometimes share it on my social media. Sometimes I text it to my husband who's in the basement while I'm in bed. If I'm at a party, when those come back online, but where they were a thing, we would all stop and do it. And my friends started doing it. And so to me, that is one of the most powerful things because when my mom was dying, when my mom died, when I was going through all of that, no matter what, me and my family stopped. And at 9 p.m., we thought about what we were grateful for and we shared it with one another. Thank you for sharing this. Gratitude is antidote for despair. Yeah. Yes. And then second, I really believe that we need to get our stories out of us. And that doesn't mean, yes, going on the Oprah show and sharing it. Like that is not everyone's dream. You know, when we're, when we're hot, we sweat to regulate our body temperature. You know, we cry to help regulate emotions and to release. Well, inside of us are these stories that we're carrying, the things that have happened to us. You need to process them. When I was, you know, I was born in the 80s. So I was a child of the 90s, you know, like my teacher called my mom into school because I was writing depressing poems. I was expressing my feelings through depression, but I was this happy, go lucky, bubbly kid. And they said, we think Blair is depressed. And my mom's like, no, there's no way. But I was. And so I never got the help I needed until my adult life, until I took myself to therapy. But I, as a kid, upon reflection, was expressing myself through poetry. And I think there is a way for everyone to express their feelings, their stories, what's going on, whether it's journaling and no one will see it or writing poetry or drawing or doing arts and crafts or Maybe they get a therapist. Like I really believe like seeing a counselor or a therapist is very healthy. You know, we go to the gym. Why not go to the brain gym? The brain gym is potentially like a therapist, right? Like I, I go to Cairo and physio and acupuncture, Thai massage, RMTs. Like I take care of myself on the out from the outside. Also like, what am I doing on the inside? Maybe you want to write a letter to someone. Maybe you decide you want to share your story and you record a video. Maybe you want to submit it to a project like the I'm Resilient Project and you go to imresilient.info and you submit it there. Maybe you've told your story 300 times or maybe it's the first time you're sharing your story. And I get messages all the time. Blair, I want to share my story. I'm not sure how because there's no end yet. I'm like, well, don't look at it like a beginning, middle and end. There's what was, what is and what will be. There's never an end to our story. Yes. And so you can tell your story in whichever format you want, but don't keep it inside. It's not healthy. It's like holding in your pee. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Like you're not supposed to hold your pee in. And I think it's just part of processing emotions. And like, I'm not a doctor. My background's in public relations. I'm a a real human. I'm a professional human who's gone through real shit. Mm -hmm. And I am telling you that as soon as I started expressing emotions through poetry, it helps me regulate. As soon as I started getting a therapist, it helps me regulate. As soon as I started the I'm Resilient Project, I hit a new level of existence. Because not only am I here 
sharing my story, but I have empowered others to share their story. I've created a safe space and a community where people can share their stories and help other people go through their challenges. So amazing. Yeah. I love everything about this. Like, yeah. And, and it is and one thing that came to my mind is like, you know, sometimes people ask me, I have this story, which is, you know, painful story. Should I share it from now when I'm not healed or should I share it? Like, what would your take on be? Like, do we share? I always see a story to be shared when it's a, from a place of scar and not from a wound because mm. it's really um, messy and it's not healed. And it's like, you know, what would your take on be? That's a great question. And I like that you just said, that like sharing from a place of a scar, not a wound. I think it depends on the situation and depends on the person and the strength of the person. Yes. While my mother was dying, I was documenting it. Like not like, oh, I'm making a documentary, but like I was showing up online and letting people know what was happening while building my business. I didn't keep it inside. Did I write a story about my mom dying for the I'm Resilient Project? No, not yet. Am I writing a story? I'm documenting my healing journey. And I, I do have a, a book, a book idea. Like I wrote a book called pulsing through my veins, raw and real stories from an entrepreneur. And I wrote that book to learn how to write a book for the I'm resilient project. And I have two other book ideas. One's a kid's book. And one is about my healing journey. Maybe that is when I reflect and write upon, you know, the law, write, write about the loss of my mother, but I'm not ready to write that. I think when you feel ready to share, you share. And you might not have the full story when you're ready to share if you're in the wound. But if you feel like you need to share, then share. Hmm. I can't give you advice on when the right time is because only you will know. Yes, I love it. But like, and like submitting the story publicly to a forum that's going to publish it in a book, you might not want to share it till you're healed. But when you're going through hard shit and you need to get it off your chest, get a journal. I wake up every day and journal. I pull a card. I journal. I've just started meditating. I bathe. I work out. I have a therapist. Like when my husband had a heart attack and quadruple bypass surgery, I literally texted my therapist. I'm like, holy shit, I need help. You know, when, you know, like I have a team of people that I can reach out to because there's certain supports that you need while you're going through something. Yeah. What, what is with people who don't have, we have a support system, people who might listening and say like, it's easy for you, you have a therapist, you have, you know, your, you know, your tribe, what with people who don't have that? Well, my question to you is what's stopping you from getting it? Awesome. Where can they start to search for support system? Oof. Well, I think it depends on the type of support they need, Right. Like someone who just lost their husband might be different than someone who is looking for recovery support from an addiction. Yeah. But I, I, from my understanding, like every community I've lived in a very, <laughs> I've lived all over the place and every community I've lived in has like community services, like a community services society that acts as a place of resource. Mm. But if someone's listening to this and they're like, I need help and I don't know what it is, reach out to me and I will do the research for you. I will do that research for you because that help is so important. Bless you. Yeah. Yeah, that's so amazing. 
I think that now more than ever, like people are in need of support. They just, I think it's also like, we have so much information available out there. It's just like, where do I go? So my friend, if you're listening to this and you feel connection with Blair and you feel like, hey, I need support, that's your sign. Yeah. And you know what? So we have, and you, you want some inspiration and you're not ready to share your story. I am resilient.info. You can read the stories that people have submitted. You might find some tools there to help you get to the point Mm. where you feel like you can survive it, you know, and you're not alone. Yeah. You're not alone. It is okay to not be okay. And you know what? Times are hard, like pandemic. And like some of us are, I mean, I I say us, but it's not me, but some of you are single parents who have to homeschool. You know, we all are experiencing things over the last two years. I've experienced a tremendous amount of loss Mm -hmm. and not just like loss of people, but loss of experiences, loss of time, Mm -hmm. you know, and we are lost souls. Like we're going through shit. Mm -hmm. And you're not alone and your feelings are valid and it's okay to cry and it's okay to be upset and it's okay to be angry. Like I often have these conversations, like my husband's very positive and like, if I'm upset, he'll try and, you know, but you have all these things. I'm like, yes, but I also am sad. And like, let me feel my feelings because the longer you hold it in and press suppress it, the harder it is going to be to process it. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Let's just tattoo this in our brains, people. It's okay to not be okay. And it comes from me who you always feel like, hey, she's so positive. Yeah, I am. But I also <laughs> love a negative feedback. And I love to have <laughs> negative feedback. A feeling that it's negative is just a feedback. It's just a feedback what is like happening. And the positive is something that I choose to be. It's not something that it's happening. I choose to be. But if there is a negative feedback, it's something that it's happening internally. And I need to tune into my body what is going on. As you said, if I don't, I'm just gonna, it's gonna be there. <laughs> it's gonna get louder and louder and louder until it blows <laughs> into my face. It's like a sliver, you know, have you ever gotten a sliver, you know, if you touch wood in a weird way and a piece of wood gets in you and like, it's there and eventually your skin's going to reject it, but it's going to be painful or you could take the tweezers and pull it out. Yes. Face it. Face it. Pull out that splinter. (laughs) Yes. I love that. Um, Because I think especially women, we, and, and you know, we have so many hats on and we feel like it's not okay to show up my feelings. Um, And we had this discussion for your podcast as well. I think it's it's just great to have this conversation again. I think it's like the resilience is not being always positive. The resilience is acknowledging all the spectrum of our emotions. But it's also like what you said, like bouncing forward. How can I get out of that negative loop as faster, as fast as possible. Right. Yes. And you know what, back to what I just said, one of the, one of the tips for strengthening your resilience muscle, practice gratitude. Like my mom died in my arms in the hospital 
And we still that day listed what we were grateful for because there's always a silver lining in hindsight. There's always a lesson in every dark cloud. There's a silver lining. And yes, it's not like, Oh, great. I lost my mom. Like fucking devastated. Like she was 62. She didn't feel good for a while. The doctors didn't give her answers, found out she had cancer, died three weeks later. Wow. You know, and like my mom and dad are divorced. My dad's also dying. Remember, my dad's dying. My dad is in palliative and he's at the end of his journey. He's on a very slow exit, very slow, painful exit where my mom was quick, fast, done, gone. I'm still able to find the gratitude, whether it's for Advil, (laughs) you know, maybe it's Advil for my headache or for my family for taking care of me or something as little as my bed at night. Well, that's actually big. Like, you know, I sometimes my great, my great, my gratitude might be something simple as like, I'm grateful the day is over. Yeah. I'm grateful for my, my Advil. I am grateful for warm pajamas. There's always a moment that you can stop and reflect. And I know not everyone has the same level of strength or resilience built up as me. Like I've had to be, I've been strengthening my resilience muscle since I was a little kid. My dad left us when I was eight, like my heart shattered as a child. And that is when it started for me. But I do empower you to maybe listen. If you're listening, like pause the podcast, pull out your phone, open your alarm, pick a time that works for you. Maybe it's in the morning. I like it at the end of the day, because if I have a shit day, I am forced in the best possible way to think about three things that were great from the day that I'm grateful for. Sometimes it may be as simple as like, I am grateful for DoorDash. Like I'm grateful that I can order dinner. I am grateful that the day is over, you know? And like, I love it because it makes me stop and like disrupt those negative vibes because you know what? I am positive, but I am also negative. Like how could, how could we not be like the good is with the bad, the yin and the yang. Like it's just life. And like, I show up online as both. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. I love that. Duality. Absolutely important. Um, and I think, Oh, this was so good because I think that gratitude is, it has been so, um, instrumental in my life as well. Let's just take a moment to be grateful. I want you to pause this right now. Now, right. <laughs> right? One thing that you're grateful for and one person you are grateful for. Let's do it, people. I'm grateful for my mic and I'm grateful for you, Blair. You know what? Well, that we get to impact lives. You know, I'm in Sweden, you're in Canada and we still get to record this epic shit that's going to impact millions. I'm grateful for you. Every time I see what you post on social media, it's very inspirational. And I don't believe there's any coincidences in life and that you are in my life for a reason. So I'm excited for the journey of our friendship that we're going to be taking. And I'm also grateful for tea. I have been under the weather. My day started at 6 a.m. It's now almost 1 p.m. I led a three-hour masterclass with my business bestie, my bestie, Teresa. And we've been recording podcast episodes all day. And you are my grand finale. You're my grand finale too. Let's give a shout out to Teresa. (laughs) Teresa. Oh my God. You should, uh, Teresa. Okay. Right. Canadian. Officially Canadian. By the time you listen to this, she's officially Canadian and we've had a monster day and I wouldn't have been able to get through it without my tea and honey. And I'm so grateful for my hot cup of tea. Amazing. 
Oh my God. I'm grateful for water. Okay. Oh, I love gratitude. It's great. You know, my husband, okay. I'm going to tell you a quick story. So I, I've been doing this for a while. My husband is like, he plays along with me. He lets me kind of do whatever, but he's kind of more like a duty dude, like wearing plaid in the woods, chopping lumber, which is very sexy. And he does gratitude every day with me. And just got the image, the visuals. (laughs) Yeah, no, but that's it. Like big beard, plaid, chopping wood. And, or like right now, cause it's winter, like skiing down the mountain. So it's funny because like, even if my alarm goes off and I'm in a bad mood and I might just shut it off and maybe I think what I'm grateful for, but I won't say it. I'll hear him from across the house yell what he's grateful for. Wow. And it's sometimes it'll be like the alarm goes off. Ding, 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 ding. I shut it. I don't say anything. He goes, I'm grateful for cats, hockey and boobies. (laughs) Oh my God. So cute. So it's really funny. Cause like, you know, life's hard. And uh, he's, he's looking at me right now through the door crack, but he, (laughs) he's been so supportive in all this. And it just shows you that anyone could practice gratitude because he is not woo. He's not into the intuitive side of things as much as I am. And it doesn't matter what you believe in. It has, there's no belief system behind gratitude. Yes. And it's so powerful because, you know, I don't know. I just, it's just so important. Yeah, no. Yeah. 100%. I, I'm with you. Gratitude is attitude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It shouldn't even be attitude. It should be gratitude. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 100%. I love that. Everyone, you know, this was such a powerful, I, I, you know, whenever we, and this is the beautiful, beautiful thing of, of me having this podcast and connecting with people like you, um, we don't have any expectations. And Tony Robbins says this, like, don't have, change your expectations for appreciations. And I think that this appreciation for who we are bringing on and who we are allowing to get into our life is just so powerful. And you sharing this, it's, yeah, it is a resilience muscle, but it's also, hey, let's just be more grateful. Let's share yeah. more, more G-bombs. Yeah. Every day, all day. <laughs> I honestly, if someone, someone does something, I, I make sure they know like how grateful I am for them. Or I, you know, I don't just wait till nine o'clock. Like that's a practice, but like someone does something nice for me. I thank them. I let them know they're appreciated. Yeah. I love that. That's so beautiful. Amazing. Blair, we're going to soon wrap it up. And I want to know, and you probably have a lot of these moments. What I love to know from you now is Go back in time where you felt shit scared, <laughs> but you did it fiercely. And now you're like, hey, I'm so glad I did this because that changed the trajectory of my life. Yeah. Scariest moment of my life. I was in an abusive relationship before I met my husband and I tried to leave a few times. He was verbally abusive. He was an alcoholic and an addict. And, um, he put his hands on me and the next, like that night I left him and it was scary. I didn't have anywhere to go. Um, you know, my, I'm not from Vancouver and I was in Vancouver at the time. And 
I thought, shit, like I have no money because I was in such a depressed state that I couldn't make money. And I was trapped in this cycle. And when that happened, I realized I needed to change shit. And so I called all the people who were talking about maybe working with me, convinced them all to hire me and to give me a deposit, went around and collected checks, went and got an apartment. And from that moment on, my business hit new levels of success. From that moment on, I knew I could do anything. I did have three weeks of being kind of homeless, like not like I basically couch surfed. Like I, I was all over the place. And then even the, the landlord actually offered me to sleep in one, a different apartment that was empty on the floor if I wanted to, which was very generous because I told him my story, but going through that experience mentally and physically, and it wasn't just, Oh, being in an abusive relationship. It was like, Being in an abusive relationship, having the courage to leave, having the courage to, and the perseverance to get those people to give me the money so I can do my job, to make the money, to pull myself out of that, to get me to that next level, to get my own apartment, my own safe space, was probably one of the most pivotal moments of my life so far. Wow. Another moment of like really strengthening that resilience muscle, right? Mm-hmm. my goodness um you're a hero <laughs> you really are thank you I'm a shiro yes you're a shiro yes <laughs> you're a shiro oh my god so good um I just want to commend you for for your honesty and transparency and how you show up for other people online as you are always um I want to hug you right now Virtual hug. I love it. You know what? And thank you for having me and letting me share my story here. You know, like I've I've kind of dropped in. I'm a social media expert. You want to learn from me a bit more? I have a freebie. You can go to my website, blairkaplan.ca, and there's a social media checklist package there. But you can also get connected to the I'm Resilient Project, see what I'm up to. I'm always writing and speaking and you know, I'm I'm very creative. I do follow my gut like you. Like I'm I follow my intuition. Um, my, I feel like I'm really on this planet to empower people, whether through social media or the I am resilient project. So I invite you into my world to follow me on social media and D thank you so much for having me. There was so, this was so good. Yeah. You know what? Not just empowering, but the, actually inspiring people to be more and to write their stories and to share their stories. You're such an inspiration. Yeah. I love it. This was Thank epic. You. Guys, we're, we will link everything um, in the show notes. Blair, final. Any tips, any jams that you want to, you know, just close this beautiful conversation with? Oh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> Follow your gut. Like do, you know, like your head and your gut don't necessarily give you the same information. And the biggest lesson I've learned my entire life your intuition is extremely powerful. You need to learn to listen to it. Juju. <laughs> juju. <laughs> Le juju. Yes. Follow your <laughs> inner wisdom. That's what it is. Oh, and submit your story at iamresilient.info if you feel pulled to this. Let's do this. Thank you. Rock on. Thank you so much. This was beautiful. Thank you.
Thank you so, 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 so much, you beautiful soul, for taking the time to jump in today and listen to this episode. I know you could be doing a gazillion other things, and I don't take this lightly. I really, truly, deeply appreciate your time and your support. And if you love this episode, please subscribe if you haven't yet and leave us a review at reviewthispodcast.com forward slash insider. Let me say this again, reviewthispodcast.com forward slash insider. You can leave a review on any device, which makes this super easy and sexy and really helps me to reach more people just like you. And with that being said, I'm sending you a daily dose of vitamin D. I love you so much and I'm so grateful for you. Until next time, fearless dreamer. Mwah.